Some of you may know that Mahatma Gandhi, who was not a Christian, once picked up the New Testament and read the Beatitudes, which we hear in the Gospel reading this morning. And he was so shocked, so astonished, so amazed by what he read here that he said he'd never heard anything like that before, that he decided to use that as the foundation for his nonviolent resistance against the British Empire that ultimately won India its independence from England. Now, you and I, when we listen to the Beatitudes, I'm sure we don't read them and find ourselves shocked or amazed by them. And that's because we've grown up with them. We've known them since we were children, maybe even have them memorized. But if we actually look at them carefully and hear them like somebody hearing them for the first time, I think we would be absolutely amazed by what Jesus is saying here. This is the very beginning of his ministry here, and he's laying down the foundation for how people who are going to follow him must believe and behave. And so he gives this very different way of thinking. And if we look at the Beatitudes, we realize it is a call to think completely differently from the world around us. I think sometimes because we forget that, you and I become basically believing pagans. Yeah, we believe in Jesus, we worship him, we're here, but when it comes to the daily grind and the, the concerns we have, our hearts and our desires are no different from anybody around us who might be an atheist or a pagan or somebody who has no belief in God. And yet, Christians should stand out distinctly from other people, that people should see us and say, they live by a completely different set of standards, by a completely different set of desires. And they should be able to tell who we are or that when they meet us say, that must be a Christian because that person believes and acts differently. There's an old bumper sticker that says, if today you stood trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? If we lived by the Beatitudes, truly carry them out, we would be very different from people around us. But sometimes, as I said, we're not. And some people will even say, you know, I've heard people say, well, I'm a very good Christian. I said, okay, well, that's great. Well, what do you mean? Well, you know, I don't murder anyone. I don't steal. And I say, okay, well, that's great. I'm glad you don't murder anyone or steal. But a good pagan doesn't murder or steal, and a good atheist doesn't murder and steal. So what makes us uh, different from them? What makes us a good Christian? And the answer to that is seeing things the way Jesus sees them, and as he spells out in the Beatitudes here today. And if we take the Beatitudes seriously, I guarantee you it will completely change our lives. Sometimes people may complain that, you know, we get up every morning and it's the same daily grind and I go after all the other things that are out there and, you know, and you wonder what's it all about, you know, it's really boring, I don't have anything that challenges me. Well, I've always thought if we tried to live out the Beatitudes, how challenging our life would be. In fact, try to take just one or two of them, even one on a day. For example, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do we hunger and thirst for righteousness? I'm not talking about justice, you know, people who have harmed us getting their comeuppance, but for things to be right, the way God intends them to be, that the world would be the way God created it, and that each and every one of us would be responding the way God wants us to respond, that we are righteous before him. Or even one of the others, blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Do we ever pray for clean hearts? 
Do we ever pray, Lord, help me desire only what is good for me, only what helps me be made in your image and likeness, which is in fact what you have made me to be. Help me know, Lord, that you have placed me in the world to reflect you to the world and show you in a way that only I can do. And Lord, help me only to desire that. No, I don't think a lot of times we think of that. In fact, maybe sometimes all, all too we're uh, all too quick to just pray for the same things other people do, and we're not praying to the Lord saying, Lord, help me be what you made me to be, but Lord, give me all the things I'm asking you to give me. And we end up very much ground in this world and not living for the joy and the beauty that God has in us, for us or in store. The Beatitudes, the blessings that he promises here to those of us who live the way Christ wants us to live. I would make a suggestion to every one of us. Pick one of these uh, Beatitudes, just read them through again when you go home and find one that strikes your heart and try to live it out even for 24 hours. What a difference we find our life being. And we would realize, you know, how different it is. And when we live one and then the other and we make the Beatitudes the foundation of our life, that we are people who are living to bring God to the world, then we find the joy and the blessing and the glory that we've been missing and everything we want so much to have in our lives. And we realize it's not going to come to us by being filled with all the things of the world, but being filled with the presence of the Lord. When our hearts are clean, when we desire what God desires for us, when our minds and God's minds are united, then we truly know the peace and the glory that only God can bring us. Some years back, Kellogg's discovered that they were noticing a fall in sales of cornflakes, and they attributed it to the, the rise of newfangled cereals, you know, with marshmallow bits and dried fruit and nuts and all the other things in it. And I remember reading an article about how Kellogg's went about trying to boost sales of cornflakes again. And somebody made a suggestion that maybe they had to go along with everyone else and start adding you know, nuts and fruits and all those things to cornflakes. But somebody wisely said, no, cornflakes are fine the very way they are. We don't have to change cornflakes. We merely have to remind people how good they are. And so they had the uh, the advertising campaign in memory, maybe some of you will remember seeing it. And they had a person standing there with a bowl of cornflakes in front of them. And the person says, what's this? It's just flakes. You know, where are the marshmallow bits? Where's the chopped nuts? Where's the dried fruit? But a voice says to them, but taste them. And the person tastes them and says, wow, so simple, but so fine just the way they are. And then the slogan comes up, Kellogg's cornflakes, taste them again for the first time. Maybe that's what you and I have to do with the gospel of Jesus, starting with the Beatitudes we hear today and every Sunday from now as we go to church. Sometimes people will say, oh, it's the same gospel readings we hear over and over again. Well, we can't hear any new gospels because the Bible is a done deal. You know, we can't write new ones. But the gospel is inexhausting. And every time we hear it, if we listen with fresh ears, there will be something else that will challenge us, something that will say, wow, I never thought of that before. And if we can try to come to Mass or read the Bible on our own or listen to the readings at Mass as if we've never heard them before and say, Lord, speak to me. Let me know what you want to tell me through this. We'll find it's such a difference. It's such a challenge. It's such a joy. It's so refreshing. It's like a new birth, a reawakening when we 
finally hear the words of Jesus speaking to us, not through the tired ears of our preconceived notions and things we've known and, and accepted over the years, but as somebody who might be hearing this for the very first time, like Mahatma Gandhi, that we might be amazed by what we hear. And so, my friends, if you're looking for a challenge in life, listen to the gospel of Jesus and hear his words with fresh ears. Listen to him as if we've never heard him before, and I guarantee you, it will change your life it will fill you with joy, with meaning, with blessedness. Jesus Christ, taste him again for the first time.